A flight of stairs went into the earth, and the three of them climbed down carefully. For a moment, Joseph was awestruck. In front of him lay an exact replica of the cottage above, almost entirely below the ground, but far more robust than the one above. This was built to withstand attack from heavy artillery. The exquisite furniture and the glitzy fittings made it look almost like a five-star hotel. I will let the general know that you are here, Gato said and walked away. He was back in no time and smiled at them. He will be here in a couple of minutes. They settled down on one of the many comfortable couches in that room. Hello, young man, a voice boomed in the underground cottage. Joseph turned and found himself face to face with a tall man with dark curly hair in military fatigue sans the cap. Instinctively, Joseph stood up. General Antonio Swabimbi, introduced Colonel Gato, the leader of UNITA. Joseph fumbled for words and could only extend his hand. Words deserted him. He had visited this camp many times, but never met the big man himself. Words can't describe my gratitude for the service you and your great coalition is rendering towards us. The arms and ammunition you have brought for us all the way from Zaire will help us combat the government, which is hell-bent on selling out the nation to tyrants. They have become pawns in the hands of the Russians and the communists. The general's eyes became red as he spoke passionately against the Russians. Joseph Braganza was a bit worried. Whenever passion overtook reason, he was uncomfortable. But he didn't say anything. A job had to be done. He was the best man for this errand, and his unit trusted no one else for the job. General Swabimbi went on and on, only to be interrupted by a knock on the secret door. Colonel Gatto nodded at a commando standing nearby, who climbed the flight of stairs and opened the door. Some words were exchanged, and he immediately came down and whispered something in Colonel Gatto's ears. What is it? thundered Swabimbi. They have unloaded everything and it is in order. The payment can be made, General. When Swabimbi heard this, he just waved his hand nonchalantly, and Gato disappeared behind the curtains only to reappear within three minutes with a small box in his hand, which he handed over to the General. The General looked at the Ambassador Zaire, who stepped ahead, extended his arms and collected the box. Joseph, who was next to the general, took a step towards the ambassador and glanced into the box as the ambassador opened the lid. The ambassador let Joseph examine and evaluate the contents while he held the box in his hands. Joseph dug into the box and pulled out a large stone. One of the largest and finest that you will ever find, said General Swabimbi. Hmm, muttered Joseph, bringing the stone to eye level. He pulled out what looked like a magnifying glass from his cargo pants and examined it much more closely. He turned it upside down a few more times and put it back into the box. He repeated the same process for every stone in the box. In ten minutes, he was done. The ambassador waited patiently all this while. The moment he was done, Joseph looked up and nodded. The ambassador accepted the box and headed towards the stairs leading up. General Swabimbi gave Joseph a warm hug even as he rushed to catch up with the ambassador. Once outside, the ambassador walked up to his car and waited. Joseph caught up with him in no time. Let's go in my car. My driver knows his way around. It'll be safer. All right. The ambassador got into Joseph's Range Rover, while the armored vehicles and the security guards followed them. Once safely out of the United camp, Joseph looked at the ambassador and pointed towards the box.
You know how much that could be worth. All I know is that we have supplied the arms worth four and a quarter million dollars and that money needs to be paid to our supplier in the Middle East. Hope you won't forget the payment for our services. I remember, Ambassador, as always. Joseph took the box from the ambassador and pressed a button discreetly placed on the armrest of his seat. A small door slid open in the back of the seat ahead of him. He dropped the box inside the secret compartment. Is it safe there? the ambassador asked. Hmm, said Joseph. Thinking of his near miss brush in with the immigration officials. What if they had figured out that he was traveling on a fake passport? Early next morning, Joseph Berganza flew out of Luanda to Namibia and from there to an unknown destination in Europe. The same evening, four and a quarter million dollars were transferred to Union Bank of Switzerland, UBS, in Zurich, into the account of an arms dealer.